remember my first mix pre. I had it uh, all set up and whatever it is, and then your phone didn't come through, and then I called you back. And oh, it's somehow- my fault. Oh, I see how yeah. it is. Okay, gaslighter. Okay. Who's gonna drive you home tonight? Oh, such a great song. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think somebody should remake that tune and still cast Paulina Poriskova and remake the video. Because <laughs> she'd still look great. Yeah, because she'd still look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna film drive you home <laughs> like who 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 could who could do justice to that song i don't know um uh i think that uh harry styles could do a good job on that song oh harry styles could do that yeah i do love me some harry styles he's not bad no not, talented not, kid. not bad at all easy on the eyes good looking kid yeah. as they say in the business yeah. Uh, do they say that in the business? I think I think they do. Not about <laughs> us, but but they do say that. Uh, can I tell you a little uh, non-photo related story for a moment? Yes. Uh, but, but before you, oh, you do, got something. OK, go ahead. I got something. This what is you- on taking pictures. Episode. What is it? Four million sixty two. <laughs> it would be three, five, seven, three, five, seven. Ooh, it's a magnum of an episode. Wait, like a Magnum ice cream bar? Cause... No, like a three fifty seven Magnum? <laughs> no, I understand where you're going This is the most at. powerful handgun in the world. It would blow your head clean off. Wait, what's that yeah. from? Dirty Harry? Dirty Harry. Yeah. You have to ask yourself, did he shoot six shots or five? <laughs> you feel lucky, punk? When, when movies, well, do you? <laughs> when movies were simple. Mm. In the best way possible, right? Yeah, that whole series, man. Dirty Harry, Magnum Force. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know... They are of a time, but but they established Clint those and the spaghetti westerns of Sergio Leone, uh, uh, which had uh, lots of music by uh, Marconi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you've got to think. Go ahead, hit me. Well, hit me with. It's not really. Hit me a, with well, it. see, I feel like the the air's been sucked out. Anyway, so my knives are not sharp. <laughs> oh, so it's important. Well, hold hold on, hold your <laughs> hold your little horses. I can't cut the crusts off my PB and J like I used to. No, I mean I use my knives. I cook, you know, and and yeah. you know when knives are not sharp, it's actually dangerous because they slide and they do weird things you don't expect when you put pressure on them. Do you have good knives? Yeah, like Henkel, like high end Henkels. Yeah, those are good. Those are good. Uh, no, they're good knives. They're just it's you know it's hard. Okay, so there's a guy who drives around in a red. A, a red painted, I think it's probably basically a, like a truck, basically an ice cream truck. But it's the, a knife sharpening truck? Yeah. Really? They, well, yes. New there York is a, has a knife sharpening truck, like is a, a mobile knife sharpening service? That's yes. awesome. Okay. But the thing is, is that I never hear him or see him because I'm on the fourth floor. Uh, uh, and, you know, even if I did, I couldn't like run out there and stop him, you know, like, like I want to. He doesn't like, play music? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what's a good question? I don't know how how it works. It all just it makes terrible sounds like that. So yeah, there's you. You need to photograph the knife sharpening guy. I gotta like, find out like, who the hell he is. Yeah, have him open up the back of his truck and and shoot into the back of his truck and, and with with all of his sort of sharpening accoutrement. I'm sure somebody has done it, but uh, you know, in fact, wait. I, here I found a. This might be the guy here. I think I found him on the on the on the computer internet. 
Uh, I'm gonna send you a little thing. His name uh, is. Uh, do, 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 Please do, make do. it some sort of Italian name. Like he's. It's like he comes from a, a long line of knife sharpeners. Del Rey's grinding. So yes, I do believe Del he is Rey's a, grinding. Yeah. All right. What do we got? What do we got? This is on on Instagram. Yeah. Please put this in the show notes. Oh, look Del, at that. A red. Del Rey's grinding. It's look, like a red. His name is Dominic Jeffrey. Ice cream truck. Oh, of course it is. Dom. Right. Okay, oh, so I love this. So I would I love, love to meet Dom. I would love to uh, take Dom picture, Dom's picture. I would love to get my knives sharpened. The thing is, uh, I, I always want to find this guy, and I never can. Right, so I'm frustrated by the fact that I have unsharp knives. Now, there is a uh, hardware store in my neighborhood that quote unquote sharpens knives, and I've brought my knives there before. But basically, they just have a hundred fifty dollar knife sharpener thing where they just kind of like pull it through a few times, yeah. and they're like, yeah, "Give me, give me yeah, twenty no. bucks." Look at this. Look inside this guy's truck. It's like stepping back in time. But there's actually not that much stuff in there. No, it looks like a like a smithy hut. Yeah, like he's got a forge in there somewhere. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Cardboard on the floor. You got to find this guy, Bill. I know. Well, now, now that I know oh I can God. message him here on. Look at the side of it. There's like a, an ice skate, an old school lawnmower. Right. Oh, my God. This is amazing. You, you see what I'm, you see what I'm working with here? Yeah, you got to find this. Okay. Guy. But I couldn't, I don't know that I, uh, I, I don't, I, now that I have looked it up and I found out that he actually exists more than in my dreams or nightmares. Right. Uh, I can look him up, but I, but. I've been trying to figure out a way to get my knife sharpened better. So I did some research and there's a guy. Follow the bells or this account to see where I'll be. What does that mean? Follow the bells. I think he plays bells. He does play music. He does play music. Oh my God. You have to find this guy. (laughs) Okay. So just wait. Okay. If you can't find him on your own, please, for the love of God, let's, let's pick a day and I'll come up there and we will go search for Dominic, the knife guy. Okay. We'll go, we'll go find him ourselves. Okay, so oh, here's the thing. A picture of when the truck was new. Look at that. Oh, when when the whole world of dull knives was ahead of him. Look at that. <laughs> so I wanted to, I, I said, this is Brooklyn. There are four or five million people. There must be places that I can get my knife sharpened in some sort of old-fashioned way, right? Yes, there's right. got to be. Right. So I did some searches, and I found these people down in Bay Ridge, now I'm going to send you. A, is that a, is that, that is, near Brooklyn? Uh, it's in Brooklyn. Uh, oh, it it's a neighborhood Brooklyn. in okay. Brooklyn. Uh, uh, it's sort of way out southwest of me. So, all right, let me see what you got here. Let me see. So I'll I found John's see. sharpening oh, service. See, that's kind of well, and you better hurry because there's a for sale sign on the building. Yeah, or is that just maybe the upstairs? I don't know. So I decided to go to John's sharpening service. Way the hell out in Bay Ridge. Now, this is close enough. Scissors, knives, nippers. Oh, I thought that said nipples. If I basically just wanted to walk for an hour and a half, I could get there in an hour and a half probably walking. Actually, let's let's see exactly how long it would take. Surgical instruments. He's got it all covered. Yeah. So he sell they sell surgical instruments an hour and sixteen minute walk for me to walk. Okay. So they sell surgical instruments. You have a place around there that sells shovels and plastic wrap? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> so I wanted to, I was like, okay, today I'm going to fold up our knives. By the way, how do you transport knives on the subway? Well, I don't have a knife. Well, I mean, chefs, chefs have to take the subway to, to work. Yeah, or, but they have like, those like fancy knife bags. 
You got you got a set of Henkel knives. What do they come in a brown paper sack? You don't have a little folio. I think they came in a block thing, thing but I don't, oh. I don't. We get. I don't like those blocks. We have them on the magnet things on the walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just so, put them in your backpack. Who's gonna know? Well, <laughs> exactly. All of a sudden, they just <laughs> cut right through, fall to the floor. <laughs> Ding! Officer, I have a story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see John in. I can explain he? this. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Is so there, is there a problem, officer? Apparently, if you take you take a, uh, a, 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 a towel, a, a kitchen towel, yeah, and you stick the knives in. You fold the bottom over the tips, and then you f- like fold them one over the other, so they end up being just like a stack oh, of yeah. knives, like it's like a burrito. Some, yeah, basically. like a knife burrito. <laughs> knife burrito. Yeah. Title and. <laughs> And so I try to write that down. Uh, I tried to uh, leave yesterday. So I, I, I put the knives in the thing uh, and, I, and, and I put the I put the I put the knife burrito in in a in a bag. Right. And don't they I, have metal detectors, though, at the subway entrances? No. Yeah, we got to no. carry metal right in the subway. Some guys got to get to work with a hammer. What are you, you going to do? Yeah, I guess so so I, I, I it would be fun, though, if the if the NYPD happened to be there that day, because every once in a while they do like spot checks and they make they check yeah. bags. So uh, so I go down to the R train down here. Yeah. So Bill, Bill's got a, a backpack full of knives and cameras. <laughs> Not suspicious at all. <laughs> Uh, although, see here. <laughs> you know what? I kind of was pissed at myself because I thought it would be fun to have brought a camera because if these guys really are cool and whatever, it would be fun to take some pictures of them. And I was halfway yeah. down the street and I was like, shoot, I forgot the camera. So I'm almost glad that all of what I'm about to tell you happened. So I go down to the to the R train down at uh, 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 down on Fourth Avenue here on Ninth Street. Now you're heading to John's at this point, right? Yeah, this is heading where to John's yeah. Sharpening okay. Service. Okay, okay. So on, I need, uh, looks like Tenth Avenue and Sixty Third Street. Yeah, so I've got to take the uh, R train three stops to go to Thirty Sixth Street, and then I get on the N train, which takes me down to John's. Okay. Now this should be a twenty-four minute ride door to door, something like that. I mean, it should be you know twenty minutes on the subway, a couple. You know, 10 yeah. minutes on one so side to walk. Let's call right. it a half hour and yeah. you can half stroll. <clears throat> yeah. Sure. <laughs> so I I get down there and uh, the, I just missed the last train, the, the previous train. Mm. And there's now timer things like there are on a lot of modern subway systems that tell you yeah, when the next sure. train is. We have a DC. Yeah, we have and, a DC. And I put, I put actually an a, a Instagram story where I was bitching about it. Uh, yep. And a threads thing where I said the next train was in 12 minutes. The one after that was like 27 minutes. I was like. We shouldn't have to wait 12. It shouldn't. I said there are inner city trains in Europe that go more frequently than this. Like literally, if you want to go from like Paris to Lille, they leave every like 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like between different cities. Yeah, but you guys have a lot of trains there. Cut them some slack. Okay. Come on. So I'm waiting the 12 minutes. I wait the 12 minutes. I get on the train. The train goes very slowly to the next stop. Then it goes very slowly to the next stop. Now, the next stop after that is the one I need to transfer at. It pulls into the tunnel and the train stops for 27 minutes. Really? Yep. Just sitting on there. Did they find a body on the tracks or something? What happened? There was a body on the tracks, from what I understand. Seriously? Down in Bay Ridge. Yeah, somebody got hit by a train. Oh, you've got knives and a camera. What? Nothing to see. (laughs) Not me, officer. I wasn't there. I'm going the other way. Going the other way. 
So I'm going I'll, towards it. Why yeah. would I go towards it if it, if I did it? Why, Why would I, would I show up at the murder scene that Come I created? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Plausible deniability, sir. <laughs> so, so there I am <laughs> on the train. We're in the tunnel and I'm texting uh, uh, with a couple of people trying to make plans for tomorrow, doing this and the other thing. And all of a sudden, like, I got no signal. And these people are expecting, I, I was supposed to have been, you know, we were like in a fast patter back and forth text thing. Yeah. And now I just like disappear. Yeah. Because like EMP blast. <laughs> what happened? Exactly. Right. So I finally, they're like, finally, the train starts moving and we pull into 36th Street where I got to transfer to the end theoretically. Now, from what I understand, the trouble with the unfortunate soul and i don't know exactly what happened but that's what i kind of heard through the great okay, that's a happened. whole other story that we need to figure was well this, it happens oh, a man. few times a year but is it a murder or people fall on the tracks or sometimes both? people fall sometimes people drop something and they try to go get it sometimes people get pushed by either you know a crazy person or you know i mean things like that oh, happen they're going to start putting up those barriers the like they have in london knives. <laughs> yeah, yeah the guy with the back pull a knife says get on the track or i'm going to cut you <laughs> So wow. I'm, so there I am at 36th Street. Now, it's taken me 44 minutes to get to 36th Street. Remember how long it was supposed to take to do the entire yeah, trip? to do the whole thing. Yeah. Right. And now you still have to walk. No. Now I got to get on the end train to go another oh, this is to get to the stops. end. Okay. This is just right, the right, transfer. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm there. I get off. I look across the train tracks. And now there's two express trains that go on the other side uh, of the platform. One is the D train, which doesn't go where I need to go. And then there's the N train, which does go where I need to go. So... The D train is there. The D train leaves. The N train pulls in. And then the N train says, yeah, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. So don't bother. Like, don't oh, jump no. on. And that was the only place. That, that was the only one that gets you where yes. you need to go. And I'm like, mother. Right. And I'm just thinking the universe does not want me to get my knife sharp. Yeah. They want you to go find Dom. Is what, it, wouldn't yeah. it be funny if you came up out of the subway station and, and Tom, there was Dom's there. truck? He's, yeah. just, he's just like hey, looking at me grinding a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I help you? <laughs> Why, yes. As a matter of fact, Bill so, sidles over with his backpack full of knives. Here I am at 36th Street. And I and for a moment, I consider, uh, you know, waiting or even going up to the surface and just walking the another hour to the place. Right. In for a penny and for a pound. Let's just get this yeah, done. Yeah, sure. You got nothing else going on. Why not? By the it's way, I don't know that John's sharpening service, to your point earlier, is still even there because I kind of I could have called. <laughs> but part of the fun is finding out whether it's there, which is right. worth a half an hour trip on the subway. It's not. I don't know if it's worth a three hour walk. It's not worthy of the odyssey. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah right. 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 So, yeah. You're going you're to strap under a sheep and like see what happens. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> becomes this Homeric thing. All right. So, so I'm on the train. I'm 36 Street. So the N train pulls in. And then the R train comes in and it goes, we're not going anywhere either. So both these trains are just like sitting there. And I'm just thinking, if the last train took 25 minutes to get into the station, these could be here for another half hour. And, you know, there's the sort of unwritten rule of subways, which is if you just got stuck in the tunnel on one train, get off that train. Oh, yeah. And okay. get another train. Okay. This ain't it. But then this... the two other trains aren't going anywhere either. Right. Wow. So I decide to just cut my losses. Right. You go home. Say, I got to go do this another day. Yeah. But the problem is the trains going home have the same freaking problem. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you are you still in the subway station? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Door. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
stand clear of the closing doors, please. I'm still on the train, Jeffrey. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I decide to turn around. It takes me another 35 minutes to get home. Three stops. I could have walked it in less time. Right. 93 minutes door to door. And I didn't go anywhere or get anything done. you still have a backpack full of dull knives. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I think tomorrow I'm actually going to try again. This like, is this is a funny like universe <laughs> telling you what it does and doesn't want you to do. But I'm going to give you a good story out of it. Yes. That's what I'm hoping is that I yeah. get a good story out of it. So That's funny. Anyway, John's knife knife uh, John's sharpening service. I hope to God it's still there cuz it, it sounds oh, amazing. Should we, what time is it? <clears throat> 10 o'clock. Should we call him? Should we call him right on? Live on the show. <laughs> hey, what <laughs> well, are your hours? <laughs> I will say that uh, five months ago, uh, Barry Lekovitz on Google gave it five stars and said, as a knife freak who owns more than 1,000 kitchen knives, Holy just moly. hold on to that piece of knowledge for yeah, a second. That's a big backpack. Uh, this place is a gem. Now a third-generation business, they couldn't be more accommodating. They're old school. Found this place by sheer chance, and I'm glad I did. I brought in 11 knives to be sharpened. Their skills at sharpening are first rate, and they're the nicest people to deal with. It was a great experience, and I give them my highest unreserved recommendation. Three wow. months ago, Laura Alcantara Wooley. This is not a real name. The most five stars, the most delightful guys. They sharpened my knives while I waited. Gave me a little honing lesson. And even gave me snacks. Oh, you got to go there. This is my new go-to place for kitchen Unless knives. Unless Dom has snacks, he's out. You, Dom's got a nice truck, but snacks go a long way when it's taking you four hours to get there. Jenny Trevetti, <laughs> eight months ago, five stars. This place is the absolute best exclamation point. There you go. So I'm just saying... Either way, thinking take my, your camera yeah. and, and, oh, and yeah, document absolutely. this. But but I guess my point is, is that it's not like it says, you know, six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. five months ago, they're probably still there. Probably still open. Probably still open. And if they've been there for three generations. I, yeah, I, where, where else are they going to go? Yeah. <laughs> they don't know anything better. <laughs> I mean, you're you're kind of you're kind of there, right? You've arrived. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No disrespect, because I love blue collar. I love trades. But. You know, I mean, there's a tradition there, right? You've got to stay. Anyway, I that, love that. That that's my that's my knife story so far. I will continue it next week. Next week on Bill's yeah, knife week, sharpening adventures. You, you, yeah, you have to go find one or both. I mean, you could split it up. You could you could take the paring knife to uh, to Dom and take the chef and the yeah. And the whatever. I, I want to see. Yeah, I want to compare, and then I then I get some really ripe tomatoes and I try that's to right. do paper thin slices of them. <laughs> And I make I put it on TikTok, and suddenly I have half a million followers on TikTok. Well, you know, Bill. Speaking of, this is a beautiful segue. We didn't plan this. Speaking <laughs> of subscribers, okay. Check this headline out. YouTuber Mr. Beast. You know this guy, Mr. Mr. Beast? Beast. Yeah, supposedly a nice Mr. guy, Beast. but go ahead. Mr. Beast reportedly in talks for a comp- competition series on Amazon Prime Video in a deal worth a hundred million. Now. Mr. Beast already this, has a hundred million. Mr. Beast, twenty-five years old. This guy has two hundred and thirty-six million yeah. YouTube subscribers. Have you watched any Mr. Beast videos? I have. Seems like a okay. nice guy. Yeah, but you know what are you going to do? Uh, he's so on his main channel, two hundred thirty-six million. He also has several other YouTube channels, including Mr. Beast Gaming, forty-one point four million. Beast Reacts, 
31.9 million and beast philanthropy 21.2 million he gives away a lot of money it's true so i don't even know what to make of this do you think that i mean are you surprised that that the world is full of people who want to eat junk food basically <laughs> i mean no I, i'm not it's I mean, he seems like a nice guy. He's doing good stuff with the money, but he's not. His videos are, you know, let's put 36 people in competition against each other so they can drive a train into a hole. Right, right, right. I mean, it's not. I guess this is not where high I'm at with stuff. it is it's it's the Spotify thing with, you know, Spotify paying Rogan 200 sure. million. Sure. And now going, oh, our stocks is in, in trouble and the company may shutter because we don't have any money. Well, Although Rogan right. gets paid a million. Apparently, they, they, they the cost per ad is a million dollars on Rogan. That's crazy. Anyway. So I think Spotify is uh, making their money back on him. But they also closed down pretty much all of their other podcasting. Right. And they don't pay their artists very well no, at all. No, no, no. no. Um, they're they're so not in it I guess you. the question is like $100 million, a deal worth $100 million. He's only got 50 cents per subscriber. Yeah. It's amazing. And that's what they're banking on, right? They're banking on those. They're, they're not buying him. They're buying his audience at that point, right? Isn't that what, isn't that yeah, kind sure, of what we can of agree course. on? That's, I mean, isn't that how it always works? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I just don't know. I don't I mean, know where I'm all this stuff that ends. I'm going to reach, I'm going to reach 800 subscribers on Substack soon. And I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah. 800. Yeah. I'm thrilled. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have friends with 100,000 followers on Instagram, stuff like yeah. that. And they don't make any money from Instagram. Or I mean, for, yeah. or for uh, YouTube, rather. Yeah, well, YouTube has, has apparently really kind of taken the... Yeah. So, I mean, it, so what do these numbers mean then if, if 100,000 people, which is Madison Square Gardens five times over, yeah. doesn't make you a living, then what does it mean to have subscribers? I mean, we have yeah. thousands of people listen to this show. Yeah. I think we're at like 5,000 right now. And we're giving it away for free, people. Yeah. Well, the problem for with free. giving it away for free is that shows with 100,000 people can't get ads right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have talked about this. The amount of money that we used to make, we couldn't, we couldn't make that now. Yeah. So it's, it's like not worth it. Yeah. I mean, the only way to do it is to like, you know, do some sort of subscriber thing, which I, you know, I don't want to make people do necessarily, you know, it's just so. I don't like putting things behind a paywall. I yeah, don't like yeah, holding yeah. things hostage. Well, you, yeah, want yeah. To, you know, maybe like a tip jar. Okay. Sure. Yeah, or yeah. merch. Okay. But, but, but yeah, I, but it, yeah, it's interesting. You know, I had a, I had a, uh, a lunch with a friend of mine last week who's very, very accomplished at what they do. Highest, highest levels. I know right. who this person is, right? Yes. I think we may have talked about it last week. Yeah. Uh, offline. Yeah. Um, and they were saying to me, uh, uh, we were talking about the difference between confidence and competence. Yep. Yep. Um, and they were saying that they don't have a lot of confidence, that their confidence is sort of faked. That they really? they think or know that they are very competent at what they do, yeah. Uh, but that confidence is a whole other ball of wax, and that despite being at the highest levels of what they do, and them having what they do be literal life or death sort of situations, uh, that 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 
that there is still imposter syndrome there. And I just wanted to throw out to you, maybe bounce around the ball a little bit with the idea of competence versus confidence. And, and is there a difference? Or, I mean, obviously there's a distinction, but like, are those two different things or are they just sort of the same thing from two different sides? One you can see the back of, you know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if, if there's a, is competence, hmm, is competence external, right? Because that's, that can can be, you you can measure it or, you know, uh, uh, an audience member or a customer or, or a client can gauge and judge and comment on your competence. Yes. If you, if you turn in, uh, blurry photos with, with terrible masking or, or, you know, the vignette is off or the colors are like, whatever it is, or I turn in, you know, some, whatever it is, something that can be to your point measured. Whereas confidence, that's an inside job. It's like happiness, right? It's an inside job. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter how good, I mean, you are, you are very good at what you do, but at times you are horribly insecure. Sure. And I am the same way. And I'm sure that thousands of people that are listening right now are nodding their heads and going, yeah, we all, we all, if you make anything and, and that thing is received, uh, judged, uh, uh, appreciated or not by another person that seems like there's a chance for you to second guess yourself because you're going to wonder whether or not that person or those people think you know what you're doing. Right. So there's that imposter syndrome thing again. Sure. Right. And, and, you know, I can make the best sandwich in the world, but one out of a hundred people is going to hate that sandwich. Yes. And then blow to your confidence. And that's the one. They say, that's this, the one. This sandwich is terrible. Yes. That's the one. It's the one you remember. Right? Yes. Sure. You get, you get a hundred great reviews, but that one just rips you apart. And, and suddenly those hundred don't mean a thing. Yeah. It's the one. One star. Because the bad brought- stuff's easier. I, I brought the knife to you, uh, you sharpened it, and I was unable to cut through a brick wall. <laughs> right. Right. One star. Yeah. The it's bad like, stuff is easier to believe. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so do we let the, do we let blows to our confidence either purposefully or, or subconsciously affect our competence? Well, that, that becomes the yips. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah which is a somewhat real psychological phenomenon, right? Where even though you've done things a million times, all of a sudden you can't do it well. You can't do it. Yeah. And, and, and your, your brain's fighting you, you know? Uh, yeah. It's this is the kind of stuff that really makes me this sort of, it's, it's like a, it's a, a feedback mechanism, mm-hmm. right. Of competence and confidence and how those two, cycle in. And I think there's a certain belief there certainly was with my friend where it's where if I just keep, if I just stay where I feel imposter syndrome Mm. and keep doing it, as I put it to them, do you feel like in some ways you are paying penance that, that if you stay there long enough and endure long enough you will prove to yourself that you deserve to be there. You've got to earn your way back. Yes. Even though you were never yeah. kicked out. You know what I mean? 
Like so I'm in, like, but I'm going to stay here and I'm going to stew here long enough that I re that I then know, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah. That I, Have I done my time be. universe. Have I done yeah. it yet? Yeah. 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 But now no, to your friend, yeah. is, is this cyclical or is this? Oh, I never pervasive? said he was my friend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just wow. kidding. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. What were you um, is, is it, is it not pervasive? Maybe systemic is a better word or is it cyclical? Is, is your oh, friend always in this place? Uh, or from what I understand, yes, always in this place. Really? Yeah. And, and, and they are one of the more accomplished people that I know like, yeah. in the world. And so it really makes me, in some ways it makes me feel better, right? Cause, How so? Well, because I'm not the most accomplished person in the world and I feel that way too. So it's not like oh, I see. So it's if kind of a you were of a more accomplished, yeah. that would fix it. And there are moments for me when I'm either working on for other people or working for myself where I do feel like I'm on the uh, on the curl of the wave and really riding it and saying, oh, yeah, I'm doing it. Here we are. Yeah, see, I can do this. I am doing it like I'm doing it as well as anybody. Um, that's usually when I wipe out. Right. But, you know, well, at least psychologically. We become, in some cases, and I know, I know this is true for you and I know it's true for me, we become our worst critics. There's nothing that you can say externally, yeah. you, the proverbial you, there's nothing that you can say to me yeah. that I haven't already said to me. Yes. Okay. So that, that, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw another ingredient into the mixer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, and here's my question to you. Do you expect yourself to do everything perfectly? Oh, man. Um, not everything. But the things you think uh, you do well, do you expect to do them well all the time? I routinely expect that I will do them better than I do them. Right. Because you have done them better than you do them or because you think you should be able to? Sometimes. Sometimes I I just think I should be able to. And I I had to talk about this with Adrian the other day. It's like, my dad knew how to do this. So why don't I know how to do this? Sure. Did your dad ever teach you how to do it? Well, no, but he knew how to do it. You know, so there's some of that. Sure. Um, and I, I have this thing where if I, if I do know how to do something, it offends me that you don't in some cases, because I think if I know how to do it and I am just this knucklehead, then why doesn't everybody know how to do it? Why don't you know how to do it? Right. Right. And I, and I find myself becoming not just bothered by it, but really offended that, and I have a, I have a, yeah. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Okay. So, so do you think that any, do you think that that plays into any of this? I think so, because I think I can't speak for everybody else, but for me, I, I want to feel that I am working at a certain level. Okay. And I also want to be seen at that level. I, I want that to be communicated. Not that, not that I want you to just blindly see that, but I, I want there to be enough evidence in what I do for you to go, Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't expect it for nothing. Let me, let me be very clear about that. I don't expect any of this for nothing, but if, if, if my, if I've put, if I've put the best of me and my effort into something, I, I, I want, ultimately I want that to be received by someone else who looks at it or listens to it or sure. reads I put it in the time. I want the respect. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, simply. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you don't you're not you're not saluting the man. You're saluting the rank. Like, yeah, right. you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it comes with the office. It's not me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I mean, there's a little bit of that. You know, you know, I've, I've been writing books for 20 years. I have 15 things published by major publishers. Yes. You can't say that I don't know how to write. Right. You can say you don't like it. Yes. But you can't but you argue. Can't, you can't say I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. Don't do that. Yeah. 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 And I think yeah. that's that's part of the competence angle. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the people's perceptions of the competence is where confidence comes in. So yes. it's, you're right. That's this external internal thing that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're always for me, and and it sounds like for you as well. They are always not necessarily in conflict, but in some degree of being at odds of one another. I, I like the term collusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Conflict and co- uh, yeah. Competence and confidence are in collusion with one another. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, but that's great. Uh, but, but, you know, and it's sort of where, where on the competence, confidence feedback cycle are you? Mm-hmm. You know, cause I think that those things, they come around, it comes around again, you know, always Some, somebody says, yeah. Oh man, I really like that thing you just made. And then you go on a little high and you have confidence suddenly and maybe that confidence improves your competence because, you know, you're feeling good and feeling confident and you make better work when you're confident. At least I feel yeah, like I do. But I mean, then again, maybe competence is a series of plateaus, right? You, you're not going to make, you haven't learned or, or chances are, okay, this is a gross generalization. Yep. Let's say in, in the last three months, there has not been an aha moment for you in terms of you learning something new about making pictures. Yeah. Okay. But in the last three months, y- you could have made a picture that resonates so deeply with so many people. And you're like, you, you go through that thing of, well, I'm just doing the same thing. I always like, what, what do you see? Sure. What do yeah. you see that I don't? Yeah. And I, I, yeah, in fact, uh, that happened to me the other day. My mother commented on some pictures I posted a while back. Mm. And I, was, I, she's like, "Oh, those are really great." I was like, "Those, those are the ones you think are really great?" Yeah. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. Which is Isn't just like, funny? wait a minute. If if the, if 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 that resonates with you, if if for whatever reason those are resonating with people, right? Yeah. The 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 ones that she was talking about are things that I feel like I could do all day, but don't feel like anything to me okay you and i have talked about that like we were talking i don't remember if it was on the show or offline but i said something and you're like i can do those all day long yeah but if 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 she is sort of the straw poll of of you know <laughs> indicative of Hi, mom. if she's new hampshire yeah. you know if your mom is new hampshire she's in dixfield landing or whatever it is yeah and 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 that's what that's what the people want but you go that yeah and you're doing this thing over here because because it's it's more fulfilling to you or or maybe you think this is what the where does that leave us yeah because the thing that i'm try, the thing that i am putting my attention into doing is more difficult and more interest sure more, more of a challenge for me but also yeah. more interesting to me but if ultimately the reception of that is a is a shrug yeah and what they want, you, you think you're pushing the boat out. And meanwhile, the audience is going, hey, man, the shallows are great. Let's just stay here. This is great. Yeah, this is great right here. Yeah, exactly. But is that only because that's where they can swim? I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, does it matter if yeah. if if they are I, the ones yeah. making the rest of it possible? And and by they, we're talking about clients, customers, sure. uh, you know, whatever it is. If yeah. if if they are the ones making the rest of it possible, then who are we, in some way, to cast off that opinion? Yeah, well, it has I mean, to matter somewhere. Well, to some extent, but it, that matters. I guess it only really matters in the sense of, uh, whether you need those other people. Yeah. You know, yeah. If you, yeah. if you can, if you can honestly say, you know what, if, if, if people pay me or I get work or people give me good reviews or whatever the thing you're looking for, mm-hmm. whether or not that happens, I'm going to continue doing this thing where I can afford to continue doing this thing. Cause it's a side job or I can, you know, this is what I like to do or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. And who gives a crap whether people like it or not, you know, uh, in the sense that, it's not going to make a material difference to you as long as you can separate yourself from the opinions of others to some extent, you know? Yeah. I was, yeah. I was thinking, remember the, remember the, the, the kid who was giving me crap at my talk? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your stuff looks old, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was yeah. thinking about it. I, how could, how could I not? Yeah, <laughs> Let, right. Let's Don't, go into the, wait, what? what? <laughs> let's give a practical example Hello. of, Hello, yeah. Walter. Yeah. yeah. Can we give a practical example of all the things we've been talking about right now? Yeah. Uh, exhibit A. Yeah, that one bad review. That's yeah. what you've been. That's what you've been chewing on. Yes. Yeah. Other people in the room thought it was great. I think, yeah. Yeah. you know, but this 23 year old kid has gotten in your head. I think now. he was 19, but yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. But I've been thinking about it and, you know, part of their question was, you know, have you looked at what basically the kids are doing nowadays? Right. Mm hmm. The thing is that the things that kids are doing nowadays is for a lot of them stuff that looks like the kind of stuff they've been taking on their phones a lot, right? Because everyone's got their phones with them, right? So it's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. more snapshotty, it's more immediate, it's more it's not necessarily about having, you know, really considered composition and this kind of stuff. It's more about the immediacy of it. Yeah. And and that's where like this on-camera flash kind of look and all the rest of it. And I and and I understand the 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 attraction to that look. And if that's what people have been seeing for the last five years and you're 19, so your entire sort of psychological adult life, that's what you've been seeing. And that's the kind of work you're making. And that's what people are doing nowadays. And that's the look of today, quote unquote. Yeah. Then yes, my stuff would look old. Yeah. Because, and, I, and to be fair, I think that's a skill in and of itself to, to take something you, you have to be competent going back to our, our, our first thing. But making something that doesn't, and this is going to come out really wrong, and making something that doesn't look competent, sure, that has to be that's intentional oh, in a lot of cases. Absolutely, and and you know, I, there's I, a skill there too. Absolutely, I guess, and and I'm not I'm not trying to say that some of that work isn't good or that people mm-hmm, shouldn't mm-hmm. like it. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. it is it is sort of the opposite of how I think about it from the beginning. For yeah. you know, it's just it's just it's it's. You know, it's it's like somebody saying, um, okay, I write music occasionally as well, right? You know, the theme song to the, to the show that you hear at the end of the show, I made right. whatever years ago. Um, I think that the lyrics are fun. And if I really thought about it, I could probably tell you what the lyrics are off the top of my head, but I can't. I, but I wrote that song from the point of view of the music because I always start with music. 
I want mm-hmm. a hook. I want some chords. And then yeah, I yeah, find a yeah. melody and then I, f- you know, do the Beatle thing where you just sort of mouth some words along with what you're saying to try to find something that sort <laughs> right, of rhymes yeah. and you go, oh, that's interesting. Let me follow that. Right. That's watch get back. If, uh, if what Bill just said, doesn't, doesn't hold yeah, true for you and, right? and you'll see what he means. Right. Cause I mean, that's, that's how you do that. If you work from music to lyrics, that's generally how you do it. Um, there are people f- who write lyrics out as poetry and then find music that fits the lyrics. Both of them are perfectly reasonable ways of doing it, right? Um, but they are counterintuitive to each other. Somebody who writes from words to music could never write, not never, but like it would feel so foreign. It would feel alien to write lyrics and then try to find music to it. It's just, it's like one side is going to feel more important than the other, right? Mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And while there is occasionally... Uh, immediacy in the work that I do and where there's a moment that's right, a lot of times it's also sort of uh, creating that moment is, is part of the job. You know, the way I see it, I'm, I'm making the moment, not waiting for the moment as, as it were, Ah, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, And see, that's interesting to me because that's how you approach your photography as well. Right. Well, that's, that's exactly my point. Yeah. So yeah. if this kid says, this, this poor kid, if you're listening right now, <laughs> I, I mean, no, you ill will. I just, it's we're just interesting conversation. Uh, the, that, that I, I, I've kind of come around to the idea that I shouldn't or can't take what they said to heart as a disparaging comment because their whole worldview it sort of came about after the time that I came up with my worldview. It's sort of like, um, you know, and, and this is, I may sound really old when I say this, it's almost like, um, I still think that the earth is at the center of the universe and suddenly heliocentrism comes in and this kid's like just looking at the solar system in a completely different way. And it's like, yes, of course my stuff doesn't feel heliocentric. I, came of an of a time when things when the sun wasn't the center of the solar system you see what i'm saying it, it, i'm yeah. trying to yeah 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 yeah. it's like i i came at a time when you couldn't take ten thousand pictures a day if you wanted to and just pick the good ones out or whatever it is i mean i guess i could have but you know that's not the way i worked and the people that i respect from the past that's not how they worked if I was the kind of person who looked at people who shot a billion pictures and pulled stuff out or more of a reportage kind of feel or more of a man on the street kind of feel or and I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Jeffrey, have you ever have you ever been cool? Uh, to me, all the time to the, anybody externally, probably not. Right. <laughs> but have you, have you ever said, you know, what, I need to you know what, today I got to put on an outfit so that people think that I'm cool or I need to absolutely certain you have. Yeah. I would, I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have a, a, a more, um, intentional style. Okay. In the way I, do you think it would work? No. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I, I know that I'm not cool and I know that I probably won't ever be considered no, cool by I, the I cool people no I, I you know i've got my little sketchers boots and i've got my little you know yeah adventure pants and t-shirts i, I have an out i have a uniform 
Yeah. And, and it's not necessarily cool, but it's, it's become, you know, me. Yes. I've just been working out this idea that I've never been cool. I don't think my work is cool. It's never going to be hip. I'm never going to be the it boy. Well, first of all, because I'm 49 years old. But but secondly, it's like I just don't spin in those circles, you know? I'm not invited to that party. And even yeah. if I was at that party, I'd be sitting in the corner with my back against the wall. So, okay. So to, to play devil's advocate, if that's the case, yeah. then why do you care at all what the people who are in those circles care of you or your work? Uh, well, only because I think to, to our point earlier, it may be that you need those people in order to, for those, if those people think you're cool, you're more likely to get people to give you money Mm -hmm. to do what you do. By the way, I just sent you, I just sent you a sign that I have on my wall in front of me right now. Okay. Would you feel the same way if you were, um, and the nomenclature is probably wrong, but if you were a fine art photographer as opposed to a commercial photographer, sure. if you didn't, if you didn't need clients and and yeah. and yeah. you know groups of people to sign off, but rather you had collectors mm-hmm. of your work. Well, you still got to make those people happy. Yes, but but it's not it's not approval by committee, and you're not given a brief. They are they are they are picking up what you're putting down. You're not satisfying a brief. Well, for, I guess for, the, for lack of a better word, the question is whether by ignoring all of those people and just putting your head down and doing the thing that you do, you're actually have a higher chance of being considered cool than if you try to chase cool. Maybe, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe it's it's a little bit like that Zay Frank video where he's he's just like <laughs> you know. Frank. <laughs> where, where you ever see that one where he's like on the he's like talking about people it's like surfers on the waves and he's just like you know some guy wears yellow trunks and he surfs the wave and people are like how'd you get on the wave he's like it's because i wear yellow trunks and then right. everybody's wearing yellow trunks but it, that's not the reason why he was on that wave right you know uh and so sometimes i'm gonna put that in, oh that's it's like one of my favorite thing uh um Favorite videos here, the innovation waiver, are you a surfer or a bobber? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put this in because this is like one of my favorite things of all time. Um, And yeah, I just, I think about that a lot and I'm kind of trying to come back around to the thing of just ignore everyone. Just put your head down and do what you do. Just ignore it all. Just like, like, uh, like in, uh, in, uh, um, uh, what's the, what's the Costner baseball movie, not Field of Dreams, the other one. For love of the for game. For love of the game. Yeah. Where it's just, you know, lock the mechanism and everyone just yeah, like, clear, like clear the mechanism. Yeah, clear the mechanism. Yep. Yeah. It's like that. Just like just ignore them. Just close your eyes and do your thing. And this week I I I went and took some uh, I tried uh uh doing a sort of weird family portrait of this family that I know. Went up and spent a couple hours with them and and did these pictures and and some of them are really cool and it's gonna be good. Um but it's like, I don't normally take that kind of thing, but I tried doing something weird. You know, it's like, let me, let me, for me, weird. I tried to push mm-hmm. myself. It's like, no, let's, you have an idea, make the idea. Just, just do it. Whatever it is. It might come out great. It might come out terrible, but you can, you, you, at least you have then something that you can push against. 
okay, it didn't work out. Why? For these reasons. Well, you didn't have enough light. You needed this. You needed that. Yeah. You should have pushed these people over here. Okay. Iteration you two, always, I can now fix those things. Yeah. You always need to be solving for X. Yes. You mean me in general or somebody in? I mean, you in general. I mean, yes. you specifically. Yes. You need to be solving for X. And and that X can change, but there always needs to, I, I believe, and, 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 you know, we've known each other for a long time now. I think you are happiest when you are solving for X, whether X is internal or external, there needs to be some sort of grinding of the gears to get from A to B. And if that, it comes easily, yeah. you're not happy with it. Is that the, is not the case for you? I think it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I, I, I think it, it depends on the thing, right? Do you, um, do you think you get stuck more in the, 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 the loop before you break out of it and pick up the tools than I do. Yeah. I get stuck in the, what's it all mean? Yeah. But it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. You know, you know <laughs> we've been, we've been talking about that a lot lately here in the house of, of legacy and, and, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, I, I've been caught up on legacy and I want to do something that matters. And, you know, sure. I, I, you know, I would love Which to is have funny this you sound of, like me 12 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to do like the, you know, uh, the, 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 the Dick Cavett archive of, of interviews or the studs Turkle archive of interviews. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, we were talking about yesterday, even at dinner, I'm dead. What do I care? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, yes. It would be great if this thing, you know, if, if something I did mattered and, and lasted, but on the other side of it, even if it does, I won't be aware of it to my knowledge. Yes. Yep. So what difference does it make? Why think about it at all? Why not just, why not just stay in the present and, and to your point, head down, do the things you love to do. If you're in a position where you can do that, yep. which I am, then why don't I do that? Yep. Because you still think somehow that if you, if you don't, if you do it, your, 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 how, how do you, it almost feels like you feel like if you do do it, you're somehow wasting your time when in reality, by not doing it, you're wasting your time. Yes. I, I'm, well, I'm, there's I'm, a poorly, thing I'm of, putting it poorly. No, no, no. There's a thing of like, if I do this thing, if I put all this energy into this thing and it doesn't matter, yep. we get stuck on that part or I do. I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll keep this personally because I don't want to put words in your mouth or, or anybody else who might be listening. If I'm going to do this thing and it's not going to matter then why do it? Sure. Which runs completely well, what, contrary what does matter to my mean? whole, that's what, that's what I'm saying. My whole thing about going through the process and, and, you know, there's a reason that the show was called process driven because it really is how I'm wired. So if that's the case, then why do I give two shits what you think? Yeah. You know, it's that, it's that Rick Rubin thing of like, you know, I, I don't, it's not that I don't care what the audience thinks or what a, what a, what a, you know, a group of people, it's not that it, it, it's, it's, they're secondary to me doing this for me. I have to do this for me first. Right. Okay. Whatever so, it is. Okay. My question there is if Rick Rubin, uh, hadn't been successful earlier, earlier in his life, like if he hadn't had all those big hits back in the day, Mm-hmm. Would he still be saying that? 
I or think is it so. that he it's, has it, the freedom to say that because he made no, a lot of money from doing all those things? I think he would still be the same because he he's his his career, yep. his his output has been. It seems to be, if after reading the book and listening to you know multiple interviews, it seems to be the way he's always been from from starting out in his dorm room, sure, to to now. I mean, he's just. You know, it's, it's Tony Hawk. Sure. It's, it's, you know, uh, Jacob Collier. It's any of these people who have only done this one thing. We've come around to them. They didn't come around to us. Sure. You know, on the surface, you look, you look at somebody like Jacob Collier. He shouldn't be as popular as he is because he's weird. Yeah, he is. And he sings weird. And, and, you know, he doesn't do regular pop music, quote unquote, regular pop music. But then you go see him live, which we did at the 930 Club. And it was one of the most brilliant musical experiences I've ever had. Right. It was phenomenal. But I guess my question is, for for every Tony Hawk in the world, I mean, we've all seen the documentaries on the thousand other skaters who descended yeah, sure. into drugs and couldn't yeah. get a job. Yeah. And you know what I mean? But you could say that about everybody. You could say sure. that about every photographer. Well, of course. Every yeah, yeah. Which is, which is, I think that those people are our fear. Our fear isn't becoming Tony Hawk. It's becoming, you know, the guy whose name you don't know, who was also an incredibly good skater because. Right. Who was at the pool with Tony Hawk, but we don't know who it is. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, that's the person we fear being. And we think, oh, Maybe instead of skateboarding, I should have done X, which has a higher chance of becoming somebody. Yeah. Whatever somebody is, right? You know, life goes fast. Yeah. Uh, And And all of this, I have to acknowledge, all of this for me comes from an extraordinarily lucky, privileged, fortunate you're a white position. man in America. I, you got everything. I I have the I have the 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 luck and and the good fortune. You know, I've, I've I've worked a lot. I've worked hard. I've saved a lot of money and like all that kind of stuff. But it still comes from a place of being able to. If 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 you are struggling, struggling, struggling to make rent, to pay your mortgage, to you know keep food on the table. Like I, I understand that these are not. The it's concerns you me. have. Sure. Yeah. Of course. It's not lost on me. And I, and I don't want to minimize uh, or dismiss in any way um, that, that, that the fact that this isn't true for me. Sure. It is. And I'm grateful for it. But I also realize that it's a fairly unique perspective, relatively speaking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, I just it's these are the. These are the kinds of things that I just, I think about a lot. Mm. I mean, I also think about, you know, I, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm a, I'm a nearly 50 year old white man in America who, yes, like you said. In Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you're living in the middle of Wisconsin. Right. You know, in my little 650 square foot apartment that, you know, I mean, you know, there are. Um, but, the, but, the, and then, and it's, but, you know, it's also the question. Sometimes I wonder, wondering this aloud, uh, I also often feel as though by, by, um, I have these opportunities and by taking those opportunities, somehow I'm only making the problem worse. Not my problem, the the world's problems. 
You know what I mean? But by by no. by, by you Come by by sort sure of using mean. the the privilege that I have in the sense that you know that 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 then people will just say, "Oh, you only did all this stuff because of your privilege." Oh, I see what you're saying. And that by by saying. staying quiet and not using you know putting weight down on the edge of the blade, I can I have plausible deniability that. <laughs> I'm not the bad guy the world assumes that I am mm-hmm. because of, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't quite know how to handle that. It's, it's something that I think about a lot. Um, Do you I, end up feeling, I try to make the world a better place. It? Yeah. 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 Um, but I, but I, I, it's, I didn't, I can't, I can't, I didn't choose it and I can't get rid of it. You know what I mean? It's sort of, it's, it's, it's like, it's like stuck to me, you know? Mm. Um, I guess, I mean, the, the, I think the move to some extent is to use that opportunity to make good things and treat people well and try to make the world a better place, you know, do what you can within the envelope that you, the power that you have. Um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, no, that's, it's, it's a real thing. Um, and I think that goes along with what you were saying where it's like you, you could, you know, be there, do your interviews, do your whole thing. And there will be some people who are saying, well, you only get to do that because of X or Y. It's like, well, yeah, that's partly true, but that's true. Everybody in the world, you know? You, you mean we only get to we only get our own experience. We only have our life to live to some extent, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't. I can't fix the world. I can't stop war. You know. Uh, I mean, I can vote against it in 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 things. I can choose what I spend my money on. I can choose how I treat people around me. But I can't snap my fingers and make the world an equitable place. Right. You know, like I don't, and I, and I, but you can't, yeah, well, I don't know. Let me see if we're, where are those stones on that glove? <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's, it's, so I think that in somewhere in the, in the confidence, I maybe, and you should perhaps have even more confidence than you do. I think I tempered that by my own fear that people will see my confidence as me being a cocky jerk. Right. And I don't ever want to be seen as a cocky jerk. Uh, Nope. It's not fun. Right. Even though that may be not what you're doing. And to be, to, 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 to next point is that, you know, cocky jerks do really well in the world. <laughs> you know, some, yeah. yeah, some, I mean, most of the people who are really successful are cocky jerks. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know it didn't work well for me. Were you a cocky jerk at one point? Oh my God. Yeah. Really? It's a complete, complete prick. Yeah. Yeah. Till what age? Uh, college. How old are you now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Up until college or in college? In, in college. Okay. I, I, my, my advisor said, you know, you're an asshole. Nobody wants to work with you. Oh, right. In, I remember in no uncertain terms. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, the, it was the wake up call that I needed yeah. at that time. I think, I think your mind's slipping. It was me who said that to you last week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 this where's, is what, my, where's the rim shot button? This is, a, 
This is, don't you have one of those things? I, well, I don't have it programmed. I don't know. Other, let's see. Are there any here? Oh, oh no. there you go. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's the one. <laughs> Wait, what, what, do you, what do you use for that? It's a Mixcast, the uh, Tascam Mixcast 4. Now, is Although that I stuff really, built in? It's built in, yeah. I, I really want to get the new Mackie. So nice. Now, what will the new Mackie let you do that this one that you already have doesn't let you do? I don't know. It's just got a bigger screen. It looks pretty. <laughs> <laughs> We're really monkeys, aren't we? We're just, you know, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't do anything more. I mean, this this I don't need what this thing does. There, it's pretty. There it's was an article lines. in the Times this morning about some researcher who made a Skinner box for two rats. Mm. Uh, where when they press the button, they get their picture taken, and it shows them their picture. That's funny. And originally it. Uh, Wait, so do they own the copyright technically because right, yeah, they took the picture? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that um, it shows them the picture and then it feeds them sugar pills or whatever the hell, you know, whatever something mm. that they want. Um, mm-hmm. And but then eventually they stop it from uh, uh, doing the sugar pills. So it becomes intermittent. But that the the rats keep taking selfies of themselves regardless. That's funny. Now, the question is, if the camera and the screen weren't there, they'd probably still be pushing the button because they wanted the treat, even intermittently. But, Maybe. But th- there's some psychological question of whether or not basically normal people putting up lots of selfies and taking pictures of their food and stuff in order for other people to give them likes and stuff to get dopamine that's, hits. That's the treat. Sure. Is just a big Skinner box for humans, right? Which is like the classic <laughs> thing. But the fact that <laughs> the world is just a big Skinner box for humans. That's true. It's so true. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what social media is. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was like this interesting thing. But the the funny thing about it, let's see. If if it's right here, I'll send it to you. Uh, the funny thing about it are the pictures of the rats are kind of amazing because the rats. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Our rodents ourselves. You know, you don't have a New York Times subscription. right? Is that really? No, I don't. OK, here, but can't me... you can't you, you can gift it, right? Can't you just send uh, uh, it? Well, I can t- I can certainly take a screenshot or two and, and yeah, okay. send it to you. Um I don't mean uh, give me a subscription. I mean, can't you gift an article to people? Can't you like no, share I think an article? That, I think that when you, uh, here's the little set. So I sent you a picture of the, of the thing. And also oh, that's funny. Look at that. But what's really funny is that these, the looks that these these guys have is just so. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Put that in the show notes. That's funny. Uh, but I just think the fact, the fact that these rats are like, Hey, Look at me, like turning their heads. From oh, wow. Side Look at that side. setup. That's funny. <laughs> it's like a little softbox and a little. It's got a I don't know. What the hell kind of camera is that? Because it's so small. Uh, but rats are a, so big. Uh, it oh, looks like some sort of Nikon because it's got a gold ring probably around some the lens. Low level. One of those little tiny Nikon bodies, right? Like the yeah, whatever the little like the cheap consumer one would be, right? Like a little a, Mac Mini in the bottom with a C rugged drive. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And apparently there's a screen somewhere. I'm assuming it's next to the camera. Um, so, yeah, they just take these pictures of themselves. God, that's funny. Isn't that cute? Yeah. I just find this. I find this stuff really funny. Yeah, I'll put this well, in, the, in the show notes. You know, Smashing Pumpkins were right. What was their line? We're all just a rat in a cage. Oh, okay. I'm still just a rat in a cage. You like them? You like him? Um, I used to. I saw them with Kiss 
at Dodger Stadium. I'm sorry. You saw Smashing Pumpkins and Kiss together? Smashing Pumpkins and Kiss at Dodger Stadium. That was a wild experience. Yeah. Did you anyway, want to rock all night and party? I did. Day? And party. Yeah. Uh, hey, one last thing. Uh, speaking of music, I listened to a podcast last night called Search Engine. Uh, with a nice. <laughs> Just kept hitting refresh on Google for an hour and a half. <laughs> this is great podcast, man. I don't know. I kept getting all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> No, it's by a guy named PJ Vaught. Uh, and uh, they one of the episodes I was, I was just listening while I was editing last night. And and they have things like, uh, why don't we eat people? And he goes into that. And then it's just like, uh, he has he has one, he's just like, why, why did I take speed for 20 years? Because he's ADHD and he like goes into the history of right. all of that. Right. Uh, and then one of the questions was, uh, uh, why are we still buying diamonds? You know, that kind of, like just weird mm. stuff like that, right? But then one of them was, uh, let me try to find it. How do I find new music now that I'm old and irrelevant? And he brings on a writer uh, for a music writer for the New York Times, this Mm. Khalifa Sene. And the guy says, you know, I'm listening to the music I listened to when I was in college still a lot. And every once in a while I find something new, but mostly I just keep going back to the stuff from college. Like, how do I find new stuff? And the reviewer's answer was really interesting. He said, why do you feel the need to find new stuff? Like, so you like the music that you listen to in college. What is that? Is there something wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But then you, 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 if you, if you're just locked in there, you don't allow yourself the joy of potentially finding a new band. Mm, potentially there's, the, it's the potential. It's yeah. a Skinner like box, I, Jeffrey. It is. I, I think Spotify does a really great job with the different mixes. Yep. In, in it, it plays what I want to hear. It plays what I'm familiar with, but it also throws me some curves. And I love that. Same thing with Pandora. Pandora actually, actually does a, a really terrific job at throwing in music that I had never heard before. And, you know, bands that I have, I have now come to really like, um, Carolina Liar is one. Guster is one. Uh, Lord Huron is one. Guster. Um, I remember Guster. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I've, I've learned a lot from Adrian's musical tastes because I, she is, is in that sort of rootsy Americana vibe. Sure. So, yep. you know, I got a lot of things. The Avett Brothers came from her. Dawes, yep. even though they're an L.A. band, Dawes came from her. Uh, Brandy Carlisle came from her. Like lots of really great bands came from her. Yeah, stuff that you uh, actively listen to all the time. Yeah, and and go see live regularly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like seeing yeah. live shows? I went to see Buffalo Tom a couple weeks ago. I and love the, seeing live music. Yeah, the show was good, but you know, I don't really like standing up the whole time. Oh yeah, if it's you, like one of those kinds of shows, that. and pa- packed in with a thousand other people, like you know, yeah. shoulder to shoulder. And, you know, it just, it, and then waiting, I, it's funny. They, they were the only people playing. No one was opening up for them. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, Heather's ex is a DJ on B on, uh, uh, well, he's a DJ on BCN, but now he's a DJ on XM radio. Mm. And so he can go to these shows and, you know, get in and do all the things, you know? And so I texted him. I was like, Hey, uh, do you know when they're going on? Because doors open at eight. And if they're going on at 10, I don't want to stand around for two hours before they play. Right. To then stand for another two hours. Yeah, exactly. You know, and in about 20 minutes later, he, he writes me back. He's like, they're going on at nine. I was like, okay, well, I'll get there at eight 30 then. 
right? You know, yeah. it's, I'll get there early enough that it won't be weird, but not so early that I'm waiting around, you know? Yeah. Uh, and we did, and it was fine. And, you know, and the show was good and everything like that. But it did, man, as good as they were, listening to music that I listened to when I, I mean, I saw them at a place called Lupo's in Providence, Rhode Island in 1994, five, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, right? So that's 30 years ago. And there was a little part of me that felt like I was the person going to see the Beach Boys in the 80s. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like that I was trying to relive yeah. my hate my my halcyon days of yeah, your yeah, yeah um yeah i mean there there's definitely that um especially with all these bands and and again they were great you know they yeah. sounded great everything was great the music was great i was tapping along with the things this isn't this isn't a, a indictment of them it's more it's just an indictment of my own head you know yeah um i i feel the same way about depeche mode um, and, and no disrespect to, to the band, they're still doing great stuff, but first of all, it's half the members that it used to be. And they're still, you know, it's just, it's just Dave gone and, and Martin Gore now, really. I mean, it, you know, yeah. Andy Fletcher yeah. died and you know, whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. And, and the other thing is music has be live music has become very venue specific for me. You know, you mean you there, like the nine thirty club, but not other. Places. I like the nine thirty club. I like the anthem, but we we have left early uh, several times at Meriwether Post because the sound is terrible there. Now, do you wear do you wear earplugs? I do. Okay, what do you what do you what do you wear? Like regular foam ones, or do you wear? Yeah, just you no, know, the little foam ones. I want to get some of the little tuned ones yeah. that that you know allow. Eddie Motor, but... they're like fifteen bucks. On yeah, Amazon. yeah. Um, that's what I so far, you know, just, just have that, but it's very venue specific, you know? Um, yeah. I know. I just, it was something I've been thinking about lately and maybe other people in the world have some thoughts on all of that. I Um, I do love live music though. And I, I, I've started seeing more live music, you know, here with Adrian than I had for the previous 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously people see a lot of live music in LA. Yeah, I saw a lot of concerts in L.A., but I just got out of the habit of it. Oh, okay, know? at and some then, point. Yeah. Did you and find then, when you were living in the, what is it called, the Inland Empire? I was living in the Inland Empire, yeah. Uh, that the idea of going into Hollywood to see a show at some club was like, that's an hour and a half, two hour thing each way. It wasn't, though. No. Um, Did it feel that way, though, in your head? No. Okay. But, you know, it's 45 minutes to an hour. It's fine. Okay. And there's such, there are so many great venues. You know, the Greek theater is still probably my favorite venue in the world that I've ever been to. I love that venue. Um, it's, you know, you're butted up against the the trees and the, and the Hollywood Hills. Or, right. Right. And it's, it's, it's Griffith Observatory is right there. It's fantastic. Sure. Um, the Wiltern, great show, great, great venue. Yeah. Um, I like smaller places. I don't like, you know, I still have not been to see a show at Capital One Arena because I don't like big shows like that. Is that the the one in China place? Yeah. With the MCI Center? Yeah. Okay. Which now that the the capitals are leaving, they're going somewhere else. Who knows what it's going to become? Really? Yeah. 
Wait, where are the Capitals going? That's a um, hockey team. Virginia, I think. Yeah, I think they're going to Virginia. Oh, but they're staying in the area. They're just like moving. Yeah, but locations. that 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 home base will change now. Weird. You know, I like places that are, you know, like the, the 930 Club is about 1,000 people, maybe 1,200. Is it still the same 930 Club that I would have gone to or did they move to somewhere else? Okay, so the original 930 Club is now called the Atlantis. Okay. And it only holds about 150 people. Yeah, that's um, they, where I... They reopened it a couple years ago and there's like a rooftop that captures kind of the same aesthetic it was. And I guess one of the big um, um, investors in it uh, is Dave Grohl because Dave grew up here and Foo Fighters actually played their opening show there when, oh, when they opened good. up um, the the venue again. He they, they played there for, I think, two nights they played. Yeah, I uh, I used to go yeah, to 930 Club in the 90s. Um, yeah. Back then. Oh, yeah. Did tour. you ever go to the Black Cat? That was another. That's another. That sounds it's familiar, like a punk too. club over on 14th Street. Interesting. Billie uh, Eilish played there, apparently, when she was like 14 before she made it big she with, was her, with her big still record. Still a zygote uh, back in the thing. Uh, I did not know that, not know that. Yeah, look at that. Legal standing capacity of only 199 people. 96 years uh, room uh, to a movie. Uh, oh, okay. In 96, the club was moved to a roomier space. It's current location. Around the corner. Okay. So yes. Okay. So I was, I went to that place cause I would have been there in the late nineties. So yeah. that's, so it's the same place you go now. Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's a, it's a main floor and then there's a, there's a, there's a like balcony a, around a the mezzanine. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. we go. We post up on the mezzanine every time. Yeah. 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 Isn't it fun, man? I love that kind of stuff. I like go the see fact live that music. go support artists, go see them. Yeah. Despite the fact that I'm telling you that it's, you know, uh, annoying to go to live music. You should go because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just find those, find those bands that you connect with that you, maybe the, you go see them every time they come around. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's go I mean, see that's, Jeffrey Gaines a, when you can. Yeah. We have a handful of, of bands that, you know, every time they come around, we go. And it's a, it's a fun night out and it supports them and it keeps them, you know, touring and coming back. And I love that. Uh, do you have a, do you have anybody for artists, uh, photographer of the week? You got somebody in mind? Oh. You keep up on this stuff way more than I do. You know what? I, mm, do I? Okay. Do I? Do I? No, I don't actually. I had, I was looking, oh, you know what I was looking for? Um, uh, I was looking for like a set photographer because the, the Oscars, the announcement for the Oscars happened this morning. Okay. Yes. Uh, they not did. surprising. Oppenheimer, 13 nominations. Yeah. That's going to uh, do well. But what did surprise me, I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to, is Poor Things with uh, Emma Stone and Ruffalo. I have and... heard good things. I like myself some Ruffalo. Uh, yeah. I, the, the guy who directed that, I'm not into that style of movie, like the favorite and stuff. I'm not, ugh, like, I'm just, it's not my, it's not my bag. Um, so I think I'm going to wait on that one. I don't know if I am or not. I don't, I, I just, it, but the I, trailer and talking, talking to her, <laughs> she came over the other day. We were having coffee. It was great. <laughs> Hearing her talk about the movie. Uh, it, it seems really interesting and not the normal sort of Hollywood sequel or superhero movie. And I really like that. Yeah. I do want to see uh, that American fiction movie. Is that the one with Wright, Jeffrey oh, Wright? Oh, with Jeffrey Wright. I love Jeffrey Wright. Isn't yeah. he great? Yeah. I, I, he's, it's up for a bunch of Oscars. He's too. great, and that looks really good, too. Uh, so I, you know, I wanted to. That, that That's definitely on my list. But you know what? 
I'm okay with waiting a few weeks and just watching it on streaming because I'm old. Well, it's the other thing is the the windows are so tight now. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's like three months tops usually. Tops. You're looking at you know sixty days from the time it leaves the theater, yeah. and it's only in the theater yeah. for a few weeks now anymore. And we so, have you know a projector and watch things. You know, I watched the other day with some friends Minority Report. Such a great movie. But you know it what's really interesting, is. and and this is this is a this is, has a little bit of a photo thing. Uh, is that the, so? They, they used a bleach bypass process to make that sort of saturated look. A desat- I'm sorry, sat- desaturated oh, uh, look that he- yeah for 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 the for the like the the mm, uh, like the vision sequences. Yeah, actually, all of it. But but yeah, oh, I really? mean, all of it has yeah, it's sort of like this weird desaturated cold blue kind of look, and that was done chemically. Great. Yeah. Mm. Um, and they also had a net behind the lens. So all of the highlights are really blown out. Oh, wow. So all of that was done in most of, you know, most of that look was sort of done in camera as it were, or in chemistry. And I, I, I was mentioning it to my friend Brad the other night, cause back in the day, I mean, that was shot on film. There were, right. you know, video taps, they would have a prism. It would split the light so that you could have a video camera looking also through the lens that the film is looking through. Yeah. So that you could see what the camera was seeing. So basically it was yeah. like early sort of viewfinder video kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, you know who invented that? Oh, uh, wait, I do know. Uh, wait, wait, wait. It's, 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 hold on, hold on. Charlie Chaplin. Uh, Jerry <laughs> Lewis. Jerry Lewis. I knew it was somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they used to have the video tap. And I said to, I said to Brad, I was like, do you know, have you ever actually seen a video tap? I wonder how good or not good it looks. Yeah, is it just good enough where they can they can get an idea, or is it yeah. have they gotten to the point where they're they're pulling 4K off of it as well? Yes, like all they can see is 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 just the um, right. If you're just seeing the framing and it's all blown out, is it basically like an EVF in most modern cameras? <laughs> or yeah. is, or is or, it or is it like real time telecine or something? Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, my guess is that it's closer to uh, uh, an EVF in a reasonably recent camera that still looks terrible um <laughs> wow hard. i just don't like evfs they're just not good uh my life my 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 uh, kingdom for an optical viewfinder um, right but uh but yeah wait can we can we do my uh, you know what we can do my friend cody your friend cody okay yeah wait uh yeah uh cody rasmussen Okay, hold on a second. Uh, C O D Y. Yeah. Raz. I don't think we've used him, have we? Did we use him? Cody. Rasmussen. Cody Ras. Cody. C-O- Cody Ras. Got it. Yeah. Oh, this is cool stuff. Yeah, he's he's like a he's a pretty people photographer. Oh yeah, that first shot, that first pin shot with the 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 the, the, the t- torn strips of paper. That's really cool. Oh, he's yeah. I told him a number of times. Like Grace Jones. That the torn stuff is killer. Wow. Are you, know you looking at his Instagram do? right now? He, he, yeah. He should do a portrait of Natalie Imbruglia in that style. Because she had that song oh, torn. Oh, God, it hurts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cody, uh, here, let's. Uh... <laughs> so, yes, Cody Rasmussen is a, uh, a New oh, York this is good. Uh, a fashion photographer. Um, who 
yeah, the torn stuff I think is like, I mean, obviously they're well lit, nice pictures of beautiful people, but, but I think the torn things are actually kind of cool. There are a lot of, there are a lot of pictures out there of beautiful people that aren't great pictures. Yo, yeah, of course. No, they're, he's, he's a great photographer. Um, yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. He also does this stuff where he's got, um, he puts like, a. See the one like, I don't know, five or six, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in where it's black and white. And it's like, almost looks like it's the print has decayed. Are we looking at Instagram? Yes. Or did on you Instagram. send me a link? On Instagram. Or I can actually okay. send you a specific link on Instagram if that helps. Um, do, do, Is it between two women? Uh, well, yes, but Is most of the them shot? are between, between two women. Yeah, that's okay. That's the shot I was looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he's, where it's sort of like the print is getting chemically decayed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that all in post? I don't know, actually. It's a good question. I got to ask. Okay. So two questions. Cody, uh, if that's your real name. Uh, it's his real name. Cody, do you do your own post? Does he do his own post? Yeah. Uh, and, and does he work with stylists? Uh, like, yes, he works with stylists, set designers, makeup, hair people. Yeah, I I love that. And how how do you see now? I want to talk to Cody. You can call uh, how Cody. do you find that? How do you find that working with a team? Uh, yep. And when when did you go from working solo to working with a team? And how did that affect your photography? You should you should call Cody up and ask him these questions. Yeah. Uh, here's yeah. wait. Here's a, another one that has this weird decay look that I kind of like. Um, um, oh yeah, yeah. But in color. Oh look at that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, uh yeah, like something something like a print is lifting that got the emotion. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it's done on uh uh in in yeah, in poster if he prints a print and then puts it under a heater, like you know, I don't okay, know. Okay, here we go. Uh the caption on this, the beginning maybe we can link to this specific shot. The beginning of something new, a wholehearted thank you to Catherine Rose Studio who gifted me this shoot, created the set modeled and did hair and makeup and to the brilliant Andrew Kerwin for fashion design and styling. So much love to you both. Yep. That is super cool. Yep. Wow. So yes, uh, Cody, super sweet, very nice guy and also very good photographer. Yeah, this is great. Well done, Cody. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, I'd love to talk to him. Okay. Uh, I'm sure we can make that. that happen. Yeah. Okay. Cody Rasmussen. Uh, website, I'm assuming, or does he just use Instagram? Is he one of those uh, kids no, no, no. that just he's, has an Instagram? He's got a website, uh, codyraz.com. C-O-D-Y-R-A-S.com. Yeah. Uh, and he does the whole thing where things are animated. Yeah. They're animated? Yeah. Some what of them are like GIFs and stuff, like they're little videos or, you know, he puts little I'm, videos. I'm sorry. In. Do, do you mean GIFs? I'm sorry. Do you say GIFs do, or GIFs? It's GIFs. I used to say GIF, but the guy who invented it said it's GIF like the peanut butter. Nah, because, uh, 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 oh, God. Gary Yost said it's GIF. He's like, I was in the room. It's GIF. I don't know. Is, is it, are we trusting our good friend Gary Yost? Hi, Gary. Or <laughs> Hi, Gary. are we trusting uh, the guy How's who he says he invented it? Have you I, talked I owe to him Gary a call. Anyone? I haven't talked to him in a while. I got to give him a call. When you do, please tell him I said hello and I hope he's doing well. I will do so. That guy is is off the chart, brilliant and cool. Yeah, yeah, good guy. So, so yeah. Oh, see, I love this. I love this. I love this website with the the combination of the 
stills and the stills. And, okay. So do they call, do they still call this cinemagraph? Is that no, a cinemagraph is only where one piece is moving. So yes. This is just little video clips. These are probably little video clips. And what's interesting about it is that there are also, I wonder how he does this. Cause maybe it's a Wix site or something. How do you know? How do you know nowadays? Open up the develop tab and look at the source. Okay. It's uh, a Squarespace site. It's a Squarespace site. Okay. So he uh, must be using the new. Oh wait, no, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I'm wondering if he's using the new sort of grid layout where you can just put stuff where you want it. No, this is photofolio.com. Okay. That's what it's doing. This There's a little uh, comment in there. Photofolio.com. Yeah. Not a sponsor. Award winning portfolio websites built for be. professionals. Let's see, how yeah. much they, let's see how much they charge. $17 a month. Okay. That's about what. Uh, Squarespace. That's not bad. Charges. Uh, Seventeen gigs of space, unlimited traffic. What uh, does that give you? What is the? It's got more, a CMS, so it's got a blog. Yeah, that's cool. What All does right. the? What does the more expensive one give you? Oh, there's an upfront fee of two hundred and fifty dollars every four, for four months. You got to pay. Oh wow, a thousand dollars every four months. Or no, thousand dollars a year fee. plus. For one time fee and then seventeen dollars a month or thirty four dollars a month with no upfront fee. Yikes. Okay. That's interesting. Well, Cody doing well. Good job. Yeah. Uh so yeah, there it is. Cody Rasmussen, uh great nice guy. In fact, uh, I owe him a text. And yeah, uh, it's almost like there's plastic wrap been put over the surface or something and then pulled away or like you said, heated up or something. That's a really neat problem. I almost don't want to know. In fact, I don't want to know, really. Why not? See, then, see, here's, this is my, we don't want to know because you're going to like steal it and then. No, no, no. Okay. Because he earned that. If I can figure it out, great. But, but he, he, he figured that out. He earned that. You're like those, you're like the, the kids in college who, who don't want a recommendation because they want to do it all on their own. And it's like, well, everybody (laughs) else is getting a recommendation from their dad's mother's uncles, whatever. Like I remember talking to Ben Thomas and he's like, you want to know how I do my color? And I was like, nope, you figured that out. I didn't. I don't want to know how you did it. I'll tell you. No, I don't want to know. You should have, you should have found out. Yeah, I kind of should (laughs) have. <laughs> All right. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, you can send us an email podcast at ontakingpictures.com. If you want to send us a voicemail, 929-390-1916. Uh, we'll send a voicemail to us. Uh, we love voicemails. We'll send a voicemail to us. Send a voicemail to Bill. Yeah, and I, I forward them. them to you. No, that's uh, true. It, so I do get them. <laughs> I, I and, get the curated versions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I only send you the ones that they're not mean to you. Um <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> Jeffrey's going to be thinking about that one for a while. I know. <laughs> uh, nice. And uh, we uh, will talk to you next week. Nothing crazy going on this week, right? Next week isn't regular next week. Yeah. I guess. Okay. What do you mean crazy? What do you mean? Well, I didn't know if like no one's going to be away next week or any nonsense like that. Where do I ever go? I don't know. That's uh, I may have been going somewhere, you know? Oh, right. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> See what I'm dealing with, people? Um, (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you later. See you later. Going on and on the way we are for so long. Too many fools, it's plain to see something's wrong. As this way. Say, though I know your words will lay me out.
Say.